Well, you can, you can sense our excitement as we, looking, as we are looking forward to the week ahead. Starting tomorrow, we're going to introduce our children to uh, some, some interesting characters. And we'll be able to tell some important stories and some important biblical uh, life truths along the way. This morning, I want to share those with you so that you know what we're doing this week. You can kind of get a sense of where we're headed so that you can pray even more powerfully. So if it's okay, instead of the traditional uh, kind of a sermon outline, kind of a, a, a message that we're used to, I'm just going to introduce you to our characters, talk about our Bible stories, and let you know what we're talking about this week. Tomorrow, we're going to start by getting to know hope. Hope is... Uh, uh, an interesting kind of cat because, as you know, most cats are not, not very uh, fond of the water. Uh, but jaguars, like Hope, are one of the few species that actually like the water. They're actually very good swimmers, which is, um, which is kind of interesting. It makes, it makes uh, the jaguar stand out. It's one of the biggest cats in the world. Uh, only followed, uh, it, it follows only the lion and the tiger, then it's the biggest cat in the world. They've got fun little spots from a distance, they look like spots. When you get closer, they look like flowers. Matter of fact, they're even called rosettes instead of spots because of, because of their shape. And the, but the thing that kind of caught my attention about Hope and, and uh, uh, the, the, the critters like her. I keep forgetting, I want to call her a leopard. The jaguars like her. Uh, the, the thing that, that, makes the, that, that interests me about the jaguar is that they are loners. In other words, some animals you know, move around the world in herds and some in flocks. Uh, some, like the bald eagle, they'll, they will mate for life, and so there's, there's a pair of them all the time. But Jaguars are, are loners. They roam the world alone, all by themselves. And when we think about jaguars, that's so foreign to us because we were made, we were created to be social creatures. God put in us a need for one another. You remember the very first thing that God said wasn't good? He said, the tree's good, the flower's good, the sun's good, the moon's good, everything's good, everything's good. But then he said, it's not good that man should live alone. He created us to be social creatures. And so, hope is very happy by herself. She, she roams the world all alone without any problem because she was created that way. But when you and I are alone, it can feel different, can't it? Loneliness can be a difficult thing for us to experience. And so I think it's important for us to remember that when you're lonely, Jesus rescues. Now, each day we're going to have a different biblical theme, and the end of each statement is the same thing. Jesus rescues. And we're going to begin with this lesson. When you're lonely, Jesus rescues. You know, it occurred to me as I was thinking about loneliness and our need for God to interact in that time, I realized that God being with us 
is, I believe, one of the major themes of Scripture. I could almost even argue that it is the major theme of Scripture. Because in the beginning, Adam and Eve are cool, and it said they were walking with God, right? They were together. But then Adam and Eve mess up. And because they mess up, they recognize their nakedness and they hide. And God comes to the garden and says, Adam, where are you? Not because God can't find him, but because God wants Adam to recognize that Adam is hiding. There was a separation because of sin. And that separation is even made more manifest when they're cast out of the garden. The sin has separated. But the story from from beginning to end is that God does want to be with us. And so He calls Moses, go get my people. And Moses said, well, I can't do that. I don't know how to talk. I can't handle it. I'm too scared. I can't do this. I can't do that. And God says, I'll be with you. He brings the people out of Egypt. They go into the promised land. And as they enter into the promised land, Joshua takes over leadership. And God says to Joshua, I'll be with you. We come through the Psalms, and in the Psalms we hear over and over the psalmist sing the praises of God who is with us. In one psalm it says, I could go as high as the highest point and as low as the lowest point, and you'd be there. Even the most familiar psalm, Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Why? You're with me. We come on into the New Testament and Jesus is born and Scripture says His name was Emmanuel, which is God with us. And then through His ministry, did you see who He spent most of His time with? He spent most of His time with the people no one else would spend time with. And then he says to his disciples, now y'all go and be me in the world. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I am with you, he said. And he sent them on their way. And then in Acts chapter 2, the great birth of the church, if you, if you will, Jesus has already established the, 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 the kingdom. He's introduced the kingdom. He has explained to them their role, their purpose. But it isn't until the Holy Spirit comes in Acts chapter 2 and the Holy Spirit fills the church with His presence and His power that the church is then born to be the church. And it is at that moment that God literally enters into the lives of believers, never again to be separated from Him. And then you move all through the Scripture, all through the New Testament, as Paul writes the letters and, and encourages people to understand that God is working with them and he is, he is living with them and in them, that they have their, their being because of Him, that He provides the, the, the every breath that they take. You get to Revelation, and again the promise, I am with you, always. For me personally, Growing up, I needed to know the Scripture that says God is the Father to the fatherless. You're not alone. 
Scripture talks about God taking special care and paying particular attention to orphans and widows. We are not alone. When you're lonely, God cares enough. Jesus rescues. In Psalm 27, it says, The Lord will hold me close. Isn't that good to know? I mean, He created everything. He is the, the most powerful being in all of existence. He could just cause things to happen and then kind of watch, but He chooses to condescend and to come and be with us, to hold us close. Tomorrow we're going to be able to look at uh, some of the parables that Jesus told. And you remember there was a set of three parables that are all found in the same chapter. There was the, the, uh, the shepherd who lost one sheep. He had 99, they were fine, but he lost the one. And so what did the shepherd do? He, he spent all his time with the 99 because they were good sheep and didn't disobey and stayed where they were supposed to stay. No, he went after the one. And then there was the lady who lost one coin. And what did she do? She worked hard all afternoon, sweeping out the house and digging through the dirt until she found the one coin. There was a father who had two sons. And one went away. And the father mourned his going. And when the prodigal son returned, the father rejoiced through a party. What was lost has been found. God has a way, doesn't he, of seeking out the one. You may feel like you're alone. You're just one. But understand and hear me this morning that God loves the one. And he is here for you. You are not alone unless you choose to leave him out. On Tuesday, we're going to meet our next friend, Beacon. Beacon is a toucan. And uh, toucans are, are interesting critters as well. One-third of the size of the bird is the beak. A third of his size is the beak. I knew a guy in high school that was about like that, kind of... <laughs> Toucans not only have to carry that burden of that beak, <laughs> but you know, they are noisy. They scatter around in the, in the trees and they won't hush. Just, just constantly hollering out. And you know why? Because they are communicating with each other staying in touch with each other. And they're helping each other know, I'm here. They're keeping those connections. So that way, nobody has to worry about where they are. They know where each other is. They got that find the friends thing on the phone, and they, they know where they're at. Didn't, don't have to worry. 
How many of us worry to the point that it actually weakens our faith? Most of us would have to say, I worry more than I pray, and therefore it weakens my faith. And Jesus rescues us when we worry. See, worry, worry is a statement. God, I'm not sure you really have this. I'm not sure that you can really handle this, God. And so I'm scared to see what's going to happen in the next few minutes or the next hour. It's a statement. Worry is the opposite statement of the statement of faith. It says, I trust in the Lord with all my heart and I lean not on my own understanding. We're going to look at Psalm 34 that says, the Lord comes to the rescue each time. And it simply simply means that we can trust Him. We don't have to worry. God's got it. And if I just believe in Him and trust Him, He will see me through. That doesn't mean I'll never be shipwrecked. But when the shipwrecks happen, my worry doesn't undo them. Did you know that? Your worry actually affects nothing. When the shipwrecks happen, I don't have to worry because the Lord's got it. He comes to the rescue each time. He will see me through this thing. We're going to talk about Mary and Martha. How one stayed at the feet of Jesus to hear Him talk and to learn from Him and to, and, and to spend time with Him. And the other was busy in the kitchen coming and going and working and cleaning and doing. And, 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 and Martha says, Jesus, tell Mary to get up and help me. And Jesus says, Martha, she's found the better thing. Not the right thing or the wrong thing. Don't overtell the story. What Martha's doing was right. It was fine. It was good. It just wasn't the best thing. Jesus says, Mary's found the better thing. Sometimes we lose the best thing because we're so focused on the good things. Sometimes we worry over stuff so much that we neglect the one who's got it under control. On Wednesday, we're going to meet Ray. Ray is... Uh, uh, one of those, those, what do they call them, mantis, manta rays? It's just kind of glides through the water. You ever see those critters as they just glide through the water? Just beautiful. And they look, they look like they don't have a care in the world. Truth is, they actually are constantly having to move to keep away from predators. Truth is, even though it looks like they're just gliding through life and have it so easy, they have plenty of struggles in a very dangerous environment. Folks, I think sometimes we make the mistake of looking at one another and say, boy, he's got it easy. My life is so much worse than his. She just soars through life with no problems. In reality, we all struggle. We're all broken. We all hurt. But the truth is, when you struggle, 
Jesus rescues. Even in the struggles of life, we can depend on Him and He will be there. He will guide us through. He will rescue us, take care of us. You remember the psalm, be still, Psalm 46, be still and know that I'm God. Part of the Part of, the, 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 uh, part of Ray's life is she's always got to keep moving. Can never stop because the predators are here. Sometimes I think we feel like that. I've always got to keep moving. I've got to keep going. I've got to keep doing. Sometimes we need to hear the words say, just stop. Chill. Be still. Take time to know that He's God. That day we're going to talk about when Jesus' followers were with Him in the Garden of Gethsemane. The soldiers came to arrest Jesus to eventually take Him off to the cross. The soldiers didn't know what to do and there was a struggle as they... As they tried to figure out how to help Jesus. One of them cut off the ear of one of the, uh, one of the folks who came to take Jesus. And Jesus said, guys, stop the struggle. Stop it. He puts the ear back on. We're going to look at that story as a way to, to remind ourselves that Jesus says, stop the struggle. Recognize that I'm God. I can even put, a, put an ear back on. Recognize me for who I am. And what that's really doing, folks, is not only telling that story, but it's also preparing the way because we now have the kids in the Garden of Gethsemane knowing that Jesus has been arrested. So the very next day, we're ready to go to the cross, and that's what we do. We're going to talk, we're going to get to know guac and guac is an iguana and iguanas are fun in that they are one of those critters that uh, that can lose their tail you know how how so many lizards do the iguana is one of those that if he gets in a in a bad situation and let's say some some predator grabs him by the tail he just lets go of the tail And then he gets a new start. He takes off and over time, he grows a new tail. He gets a second chance. Aren't you glad that God is the God of second chances and third chances and fourth chances? Particularly when it comes to our salvation. Particularly when it comes to the fact that we have lived in sin so long that we've been separated from Him so long we don't know what life would be like with him, and yet he finds a way to give us a second chance. And the truth is, when you do wrong, Jesus rescues. When our sin separates us, he rescues us from that. And he has a way of giving us a second chance. Now how can he do that and keep his justice? How could he give us a second chance and still be a just God? He can't just say, okay, I forgive you, there's no sin, let's pretend I didn't see it, 
let's just give you a second chance and pretend you never did anything. No, the sin still has to be paid for. So how did he pay for it? He sent Jesus who died on the cross, who paid the penalty for our sin. And when he did that, then if we receive that gift, we can have our second chance. We can leave the old behind and start something new. In John, it says, Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows. Jesus says, But take heart, because I have overcome the world. I have found a way to give you a second chance. And how does that happen? It happens because he died on the cross for us. And on Thursday, we're going to talk about when Jesus talked to the other person who was dying on the cross next door to him, a thief. And the thief said, remember me someday when you get up there in glory and your kingdom. Don't forget about me. And Jesus says, dude, you're going to be with me up there. And we're going right now. You see, it's the promise of paradise forever. And it's a promise of paradise that begins immediately. This day, you will be with me in paradise. Remember the major theme of the Bible? You'll be with me in paradise. And we're going to be able to look at that on Thursday. And then on Friday, we're going to meet Mo. You say, well, if Mo is the main, um, he's the main character for the whole week, uh, if he's the main mascot for the whole week, how come you don't even get to him till Friday? Well, he's slow and it takes him a while to show up. <laughs> he don't show up till Friday. But on Friday, we're going to talk about sloths. And we're going to look at how the fact that they're so slow makes them easy prey. They are so slow that they are basically powerless against predators. And sometimes you and I kind of feel powerless. Life is just too much. Too many things have happened. I don't have it in me to continue on my own. And we feel powerless. And when you're powerless, remember Jesus rescues. We're going to look at one of the letters that Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus. In that letter, he, he says, man, I'm just so proud of you. I'm hearing about you. you you've got a great reputation. You're following Jesus. I'm so proud of all the, the, the growth and the maturity that I've seen. You're doing great. And he says, this is possible because of, there's a power in you that this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. And we're going to look at when we feel powerless, we can remember that Jesus has the power of the resurrection that he can bring into our lives. One day, uh, one day uh, uh, Paul's walking along and, and, and there's, there's a, a, a lame guy there. And uh, the lame guy says, would you give me some money? And Christ's followers say, we don't have any gold or silver, but we'll give you what we have. 
in the name of Jesus Christ, stand and walk. And dude jumps up and starts dancing around. Why? Because there is the power of the resurrection. There is, there is the power of Jesus Christ himself at work. When you and I are powerless, we can remember Jesus rescues. So as we look at the week ahead, just remember when you're alone, when you worry, when you struggle, when you need a second chance, when you feel powerless, Jesus rescues.